What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast, featuring the one and only Donnie Ooh, best in the world of what he does. This week, I was thinking long and hard about what the fuck was I going to talk about this week? And then, as what usually happens, poof, some shit falls right in my lap. Yesterday, Mark Sanchez, you know, the Sanchez, or a.k.a. Mr. Butt Fumble, announced his retirement after 10 years in the NFL. Former quarterback of the New York Jets and various other teams that I could give less than a you-know-what about. So, I figured I'd make this a little tribute to the former Sanchez of my beloved J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> yeah. I needed something to rant about, so here it goes. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to keep the intro, as usual, short and sweet this week. But before I go into my rant, I just found out I got a new sponsor. The sponsor for this week's episode is the Lewis Snapback Box. Yeah, that's right, I said it. The Lewis Snapback Box. Guaranteed to turn a frown upside down, brighten your day, and do whatever you make it do. The Lewis Snapback Box. It's not available anywhere but in my house. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as always, good night and goodbye. Mark Sanchez Mark Mother effing Sanchez Announced his retirement yesterday After 10 Eventful years In the NFL So I figured I'd give him a little tribute Or actually just uh, Talk about his career Mark Sanchez Was the number 4 draft pick of the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets in 2009. He was soonly christened thereafter as the Sanchez. He went to school for the University of Southern California. He played two years, I believe. He was a starter for one year, and we moved up in the draft to get him. I thought it was a great move. He came into training camp cocky as hell. First, one of the first preseason games I saw him play, he, uh, I believe he had a 99-yard touchdown pass to a wide receiver. That first name I don't remember, but I know his last name is Clowney. He was one of those uh, players that always excelled in the preseason, but then when we got him in the regular season, he did shit. But, um... The problem that Sanchez had was, I believe, the lack of coaching or the lack of nurturing that he had from his coach. The coach at the time, the head coach at the time, was Rex Ryan. He was also in his first year of head coach of the New York Jets. Uh, Sanchez also had a penchant for turnovers. I believe he at one time he was averaging about 26 turnovers a year. Uh, maybe like 17 interceptions. 
nine fumbles. And every time that the offense would start getting his groove, he would throw an interception. So much so that the coaching staff came up with a plan of a traffic light system. When he received the play from the sideline, if it was green, everything was a go. If it was yellow, uh, maybe he needed to do some caution. If it was red, just hike the ball, snap the ball, hand it over to the running back, get the fuck out the way. Now, being conservative with your rookie quarterback is nothing new to the NFL. But I believe that them being overly conservative with him really stunted his growth. First and foremost, we had a defensive-minded head coach in Rex Ryan. We had an offensive coordinator, I believe, that was uh, Brian Schottenheimer, that was conservative by nature. If you're a follower of the NFL, I believe right now he's currently the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. And Seattle was one of the top-running teams of the NFL last year. So that's pretty much in his pedigree. Now, at the time, we had an outstanding offensive line anchored by Nick Mangold with the Brickishaw Ferguson. I believe we still had, did we have Kendall at the time? No, we had Fanica. Yeah, we still had Fanica on the line. We had Damian Woody on the line. Our line was top-notch. We had Thomas Jones as the running back. We had decent wide receivers. I believe the Jets uh, had an in-season trade to get Braylon Edwards from Cleveland, and that gave him a go-to target. Now, in his first season, I believe the record ended up being 9-7. At one point, the last month of the season, I believe after a loss against the Atlanta Falcons, where we lost, I believe, 7-3, Rex Ryan erroneously believed that they was knocked out of playoff contention which actually changed when the Colts that year decided to bench Peyton Manning for the last two to three games foregoing a potential unbeaten season. And one of the games that they benched Peyton Manning was against my beloved J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We snuck in the playoffs as a wild card. We went against Cincinnati, beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Then uh, we went to San Diego, beat San Diego in San Diego. Went to Indy for the AFC Championship game. The first of back-to-back appearances of a rookie quarterback. In the playoffs, he actually excelled. He, his playoff record with the New York Jets was 4-2. and two. All four wins were on the road. Actually, all six games in totality was on the road. But he was 4-2 and two as a quarterback. Now, you go into the second season where they ended up 11-5, and five. they opened up the playbook just a little bit. I mean, he did cut down on the turnovers, but the same thing remained. When the times called for it, they never really gave him full use of the playbook. And in the years that followed, I really believe, ended up stunning his growth from what I... What I wanted to think that was going to be a promising career. Now, the third year, we went 8-8. Eight and eight. He had the famous blow-up 
or should I say the infamous blow up with Antonio Holmes in the season finale game against Miami where they actually was arguing in the in the huddle. And after the season was over, especially after that game was over, Rex Ryan took responsibility for the fracture in the locker room. But once again, I believe they did Sanchez a disservice because the beginning of that year, they jettisoned Braylon Edwards away from the team. They didn't re-sign Cotri. They brought in an old, decrepit Derek Mason. They re-signed Santonio Holmes. So once Santonio got his money, he mentally checked out. And they also brought in Plaxico Burris pretty much straight from jail. And Plaxico and Holmes in that locker room proceeded to make a mockery of Mark Sanchez whenever Mark, when Mark, San, Mark Sanchez was trying to make a grab for leadership of the team, which he urgently and desperately needed. And that brings us to year number four. The year of Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was just coming off a year of miraculous comeback victories as the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. We brought him to the team basically because our owner said, you can never get enough Tebow. Now for a mentally fragile player that Mark Sanchez was, and, or should I say slowly becoming, coming off his first non-playoff season, the worst thing they could have introduced to the, to the locker room, to the chemistry of the team, was bringing on Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow always let it be known that he was a quarterback first. Whether his skills dictated he would be the starting quarterback or not, he always was angling for the job. And in hindsight, I don't blame him. You traded for me, you knew what my you know what my deal was, and you brought me to the team to have my celebrity overshadow the team. And in a way, actually weren't ruined Mark Sanchez Mark Sanchez's confidence. As history will, will, will show itself, Tim Tebow never had a snap behind center of the New York J-E-T-S Jets Jets Jets. Which brings us to the infamous butt fumble. First and foremost, if it had been Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, well, Russell Wilson, fuck it, even Eli Manning, and that happened, the amount of ridicule that they would have received would have been minuscule to the amount of jokes, the amount of just downright egging on and, and pouring salt in the wound that they did to Mark Sanchez to this day. And that happened damn near five, six, seven years ago. To this day, he will never live that down. Luckily for him, he has a sense of humor about it, so he jokes about it himself. But the butt fumble was magnified because it was against our rival, the New England Patriots, who were in the midst of a great season as usual. 
and um, it was amplified even more for the fact that it was uh, it happened on Thanksgiving night, the standalone game on Thanksgiving night. This is like I want to I want to say one of the first games that they're actually having on Thanksgiving night, besides you know the, the annual Detroit game, the annual Dallas game, with the standalone game. Our team wasn't shit. We knew we was gonna get blown out, but just so happened that uh, Sanchez, as the play progressed, he hiked the ball. It was a broken play to begin with. He turned the wrong way. He tried to play, make something out of nothing. He ran into his guard, his offensive guard. He ran into the ass of the offensive guard and commenced to fumble the ball, which got recovered by the Patriots and returned for a touchdown. And we became the national joke on Turkey Day. It still, still, it still pisses me off. Every time I see the replay, every time I hear the phrase butt fumble, it's synonymous with the New York Jets. The futility of the New York Jets. But, uh... Fortunately for him, and unfortunately for the fan base, he took it in stride. Fan base, that's another thats another story altogether. I remember uh, his last season as a starting quarterback of the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Our unofficial spokesman, our unofficial mascot, Fireman Ed, quit! Because he couldn't deal with the negativity. Fear with a friend, fan that he was, you know. Uh, to quote the words of the immortal Don, Don LaGreca, he's a fraud. He was a fraud. He continues to be a fraud. <laughs> now, with that hanging over his head, he entered his fifth season in a quarterback battle with the newly drafted Geno Smith. Gino will never get a tribute from yours truly. But neither here nor there. In the annual preseason game against the New York football giants, Rex Ryan, knowing that his job security was hanging by a thread, decided, you know what? I'm going to put Mark Sanchez in fourth quarter of a preseason game when you have players that's on the field that won't even make it on the team because he wanted to desperately win that game to get what what they call it the MetLife trophy the Snoopy yeah like that really made a difference plus the the, the deck was stacked against Mark Sanchez because once they drafted Geno Smith it was pretty much like uh It was pretty much like almost an unwritten rule that uh, Geno Smith, under no circ- on all circumstances, will become the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. In that game, Sanchez came in, I believe maybe his third or fourth play of the game. He was un- totally unprepared because he was on the he was on the bench talking about. Eh. Well, I guess I'm not getting no burn in the, in the which kind of preseason game, so I'm just going to chill. Rex called his number. He had to scramble around, look for his helmet. 
He got in the game. Fourth play in. He gets hit. Hurts his shoulder. Season over. Career over for Mark Sanchez. No longer the Sanchez. The career was over. Of him being a quarterback of the New York J-E-T-S Jets Jets Jets. After he left us, he did a stint in Philly where I believe his starting record was 4-6. and six. Highlight, he torched the, the Cowboys on Thanksgiving night. So I guess that was a personal redemption story for him. He bounced around a couple teams. He got handed the job of the Denver Broncos. To the Dem- um, with the Denver Broncos right after Peyton Manning retired and he got beat out by Trevor Simeon who coincidentally is the backup quarterback for my beloved J-E-T-S Jets 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 last year through all the hubbub of Kaepernick finally hanging, catching on to a team that desperately needed a quarterback one of the teams was the Washington Redskins. Instead of signing Kaepernick, they got Josh Johnson off the trap, off the trash heap, and they brought in Mark Sanchez, whose debut as a Redskin was against the aforementioned New York Football Giants. He helped the Giants actually win the game because he was so horrendous that they had to bench him. And put Josh Johnson in. You know Josh Johnson of the AAF fame. You know number one draft pick. Of the league that went out of business before the season was over. Yeah him. Sanchez got pulled for him. So going to wrap this up. Saying congratulations to Mark Sanchez. An illustrious and eventful 10 seasons in the NFL. I believe he just signed a contract to be a, of all things, a football analyst for, for ESPN. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> but we we'll always have those back-to-back AFC championship games. Came up short both times, but it was a great run that we did. And uh, actually rekindled my fan, my fan, my fanship of my beloved Gang Green. So uh, if it had to end like this, it ends the way it ends. So salute Mark Sanchez. Best in your future endeavors. Well, people. That brings us to the end of another episode. I'd like to give a big thanks to everyone who's chose me as the podcast to listen to. As always, I appreciate all your support. Due to that support, I think I moved up to number two. The number two listen to podcast in my own mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep that going. So, uh, As always, check y'all next week. Goodbye.